Hey guys, welcome to episode 136 of the podcast with my wonderful guest, Sarah Burns. I hope you enjoy the episode. I wanted to say quickly about the uh, episodes in general and the, the beginning episodes of the podcast, um, that there was a question of whether or not the older episodes were on iTunes. And it turns out that um, a bunch of episodes from the beginning of the podcast, including Christina Hendricks and probably Connie Chung and a bunch of other people, uh, wasn't that they weren't showing up on iTunes. And um, and so Nerdist has fixed that. So everything, if you're a new listener to the podcast and you're wondering about the first initial episodes, they should all now be represented on iTunes. And might I also say, and I used to say this a long time ago, and I never think to say it anymore because I'm terrible at self-promotion, but if you get a chance to positive feedback on the iTunes uh, site. I strongly uh, recommend that you do for my sake. Uh, very self-serving comment there. Um, uh, I wanted to get some shout outs in. Of course, I'm very, very much in the thick of Sketchfest planning. So things are a little batty right now. We do announce our lineup this upcoming Friday. So it will be tomorrow when this podcast comes out. Um, and I'm so excited. I hope many of you will consider coming and joining me in San Francisco, uh, January 22nd through February 8th. I recommend you not come for the entire time. But you know what? Feel free to come for the entire time. Anyway, uh, I want to get some shout outs in to from Nerdist Page, Grim, Nikki, Joseph, and PJ. I want to thank Richard, Gary, and Kevin for your emails. And I'll have to catch up on everything else soon. But um, thanks, guys. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. There, there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance at the beginning of the podcast. Like, it's on. It's happening. Oh, okay. It's happening it's now. It's happening. Also, it makes me laugh that you showed up with a cup of coffee, and for some reason, that to you seemed, like, in some trashy. way trashy. Why? I, I feel like people who show up to places with travelers are trashy. I always think of, like, those photographs of Britney Spears for <laughs> years, just always with, like, a giant sugary coffee drink. Right. And so whenever I show up, I feel like a piglet. But that... <laughs> Like I just I feel like and I, it just feels to me like trash. Like I should have I should have showed up with like a ceramic that latte or hilarious. you know like here's a you know if I showed up with a beer in like right. co- like you know like something here but and it's gross it covered in my lipstick like I'm such a pig. Well, but, first of all, you're wearing lipstick, so oh. some would argue that you're already a step up from many of us at you know one o'clock in the afternoon in this case, but um on a on a weekend, but also. I feel like I've been seeing. Let's talk for a second about the what I gen, generally people do, tend to bring with them. For sure, like a plastic, you know, water bottle, refillable water bottle that they. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of juices lately, which I would think because it's LA, I would see more. I haven't seen as many like pressed juices as you might expect from a woman working in Los Angeles. Well, you know, we're getting close to the holidays, so yeah. people are letting loose. That's and true, uh, in the beginning loose. of January, I'm sure we'll see a lot of those a pressed lot juices. Of juices. I don't. I've never done like a juice. I have cleanse. I don't think I would respond well. I loved it. You and did. I think I get like high, and I people talk about that. It's great. I like doing. I like doing juice cleanses that at the end of the night. It's a psychological thing. At the end of the night, you get uh, 
like vegan or raw food. Yeah, well, to, see, I would need, I need to chew, I think. You should chew because feel... your teeth will fall out of your head. If you uh-huh. Like, you know, like, but I, that's something that I go towards. It's not just this like, oh, at the end of the week, you're going to be clean. I don't fucking yeah. care about that. It's more like at the end of the day, you're going to get to eat. And yeah. you can kind of power through because it kicks your what is the word? Like it, your, your butcher heads up. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So like, kinda, I guess cause it's juice. Cause there's like natural sugars yeah. in it and stuff. And I think I'm, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of the juices that come in bottles that they've made a few days before. Mm-hmm. Cause once an, a juice is made, it begins to turn to sugar, but they say like, with cool. I can't believe I'm going this is on the most, I'm this is so the most, <laughs> this is the most LA maybe. I mean, I've had a few, I've had a few where I've said this is the most LA, but this really feels like super, this is super LA. LA. When we begin, when we start talking about like, colonic therapy and like <laughs> yeah. coffee enemas then we yeah. know we, we should just lay down and die for but, sure yeah for but, sure yeah because you're a new yorker are you in new mm-hmm. york yeah i grew up on long island you know yeah. i lived in brooklyn nobody's got time for this kind of no bullshit over shit there. about your fucking colon <laughs> you know like but I, I can't imagine going back to my friends and being like guys if you're gonna juice cook the nightshade before you put it through the juice like they'd be like get the fuck out of here burns but yeah. i don't know there's something like there's something really great about juicing kale and ginger. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. So, so do you, that makes it sound like you have a juicer. Yeah, you have a I juicer. do. I have a, I juicer, have a juicer. And what's even worse is that I actually use it. It's out on my counter and I use it. That is not worse. That's good. That's it's worse cor- if it's collecting dust somewhere yeah. where you thought. Like you, you know. have a garlic roaster that you can press on and off that's covered in dust. Yeah. I don't have that. But um, but I have a juicer and I use it. And I, I love it. Great. And on Mine my list well. of things to buy, I wrote juicing veggies for this week. Let's do like a little, little detox, you know. What are your favorite? And then we'll stop this. But yeah. what are your favorite um, juice composites? Like here, kale and ginger kale, is Kale, ginger, mix. lemon, cucumber, celery, parsley, and a green apple. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Super. That does sound really good. I won't lie it's to you. so great. Especially if you've been like partying or something. And yeah. you're like, I need something green. Yeah, it kind of, it's like it's like uh, my theory used to be like have a burrito, have some like have sex or something like that'll get rid of your um, hangover. Anyone, anyone will do. <laughs> anyone at the bus depot that you a wake up in, like sex. just go and be like, I'm going to the vending machine. I'm getting us both a burrito, sir, and then I will have sex with you. But like those things can kind of. Now I just want a kale juice. That's all I require. I mean that. Does sound better than <laughs> sex with a stranger or a burrito, by and large, by and large. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that stuff has kind of crept over to the East Coast, too, you know? I feel like there's more yeah. juice. When I'm in New York City now, I'm surprised by the amount of, like, juicing places I see. It's really crazy. It's just going to, it's going to complete. like, someone will eventually come out and be like, you're all assholes. Mm-hmm. You're just sugaring yourself with, like, like, do the soda cleanse or something. But because there's nothing, like, there's no fiber in it, so your belly feels, like clean you know yeah i don't know but i will be buying kale and and maybe maybe even beets and turmeric you know i can't i can't i can't you know i can't i don't even know what turmeric looks like does it look like ginger a little ginger but in um it's orangey on the inside it's brown on the outside and when you when you peel it it looks like you've urinated wonderful constantly on yeah. your hands like soaked your hands in urine and then you go around and people are like oh that you're having such that guy in the bus like yep we're very happy we're wonderful and what does it taste like um it's kind of spiky the way ginger is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i do feel that they just mentioned it on top chef 
Oh God! Well, if they did, somebody they don't you know, know their <laughs> fucking chefery. But like somebody, somebody mentioned using it in something or other. It's good. I think it's in like small an doses, anti-inflammatory, maybe. whatever that means. Like ginger, I think is yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. All these yeah. root vegetables. Yeah, they're so oh, good these root vegetables. Did you did you grow up with any kind of? I mean, we we're sort of joking about it, but like. Uh, and is it in? It's on Long Island. You don't say in Long Island. I, I get very confused. I grew up saying in Long Island, okay. but it was pointed out to me that you live on Long Island. It's right. like saying like I'm standing in line. You're not standing in line. You're standing on line. But you are standing in line. I've, and that's an East Coast West Sweet Coast pain. thing too. Whitley is extremely into making out with Sarah <laughs> well, my and her is face. Filthy, <laughs> like, it's just, it needs like. Well, it's actually good because I would. I really do respect the fact that she's looking up. Because it's working against gravity. That's right. She's That's a right. real good. That she's my secret to uh, no wrinkles. Like, um, Just let a dog lick your face yeah, and you're wrinkle up, free. Up. My grandmother once saw me putting suntan lotion on at the pool and I was like pulling my face down. She's like, oh God, no. They do. Yeah. My grandmother used to, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, my grandmother used to sleep with these um, V-shaped like... Uh, almost like cardboard pieces but they were very thin have you ever seen those oh like whitley fra- i think they're called frownies they make them now they're almost like biore pore strips but they pull they're called frownies well they have them hey frown chew Uh-oh, this ball what's that what's that ball oh, chew this ball what's that ball i'm trying to get her to stop uh occupying all of sarah's attention well, but and no it's fine i need a facial so but you know you know she's she's helping um me out. Yeah, she used to sleep. So, okay. But so people still sleep with stuff like that? Like I think I've seen them. I've never used them because they seem like they pull your skin. But like I, my mom's shown them to me. They're still out there. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thank God. Okay. So it's it's, you live on Long Island. That makes sense. And Long Island is confusing to me. I've been there, I think, maybe just once. It is a bunch of different little, some of them very idyllic, kind of great communities is it typically i mean i hate to say this is it typically moneyed or is it like all over is it it's all over the place because there's some towns like some failed like uh well not failed but like like there's this place called levittown that was uh this builder levitt i don't know his first name and the town is so weird because it's it's like four different types of houses repeated throughout Mm -hmm. and it's it's not like a depressed community, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's like super wealthy. Right. And the only time that I really spent a lot of time there, my friends and I decided in high school that we were going to like attend this metal show. We were going to go to a metal show, and we drove there. And you we mean like heavy metal. Yeah. Okay. We were, <laughs> we were, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like gems and minerals. We were going to see some gems and minerals. It Wonderful. was a, it was a Friday to Sunday event. Mm-hmm, we had mm-hmm. passes, but um, uh. But we decided we we're going to go to this metal show. We weren't really like super into metal, but it was like within the realm of what we were kind of into. And uh, what does that mean? Well, like we were into punk and like mm-hmm. and and so, you know, it was kind of like an alternative. Who was playing? I have no fucking you don't even remember. It was probably like a local. Like yeah. A oh, okay. So it wasn't. Special. All right. So it wasn't, you know, uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Or no, no. Yeah. Gosh, I wish. But which, by um, the way, is not in any way. Metal. Not in any way. I could go. But, <laughs> but, but it wouldn't be affiliated. But that I would have gone. To, but like maybe like, uh, what, like a Nine Inch Nails kind of a situation? Yeah, or we, like were in, a, we were into them. I guess Metallica kind of crosses over between. Yeah, the two. we. I went to see uh, but well, that's but um, some local kind of shitty metal club. Mm-hmm. And just like it's Saturday, we have to find people that are also disenfranchised. So uh-huh. let's go party. We'll have and we drove up and we we like pulled into a group of people and a metalhead 
flew onto the hood of our car and what? was getting punched out. And we were like, oh my God, let's get out of here. And we drove away and quickly, we were probably listening to Kids in the Hall and uh, and drove away and drove through Levittown. And that was like my experience in Levittown. That's it. I mean, there was also a pearl paint that I used to go to. <laughs> but like, oh, like pearl arts and crafts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was I one. I love right. a good art yeah. store. Are you a, a painter? What did you I do? I used to be, I used that's to be so like cool. visual. Party. I was oh so shitty. I think that's actually oh, how were? I got into comedy because like we'd have to critique our shit, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Look at this!" Like I had a sculpture once that was so bad, and we, I was like, "I know, I get." Like I see the joke here. I'm not meant to do something in 3D, but uh-huh. but I used to always go. I no, it was East Meadow, which was right next to Levittown. Where? What was the town that you're from? I'm from Rockville Center, which is um. Like that sounds thirty familiar minutes to me. Well, it's it's actually like it's one of the first bedroom communities for like the people who live and work uh, who work in Manhattan and commute on Long Island. There's three bedroom like the first bedroom communities. It's like far enough out to feel like it's you're an interesting out. term bedroom weird? community. It sounds very sexy. It's very lots of was constant fucking. <laughs> like if you just put your ear out the yeah. window, you're like getting it out. Yeah. Um. Is that what is so bedroom community just comes from like it's a way of saying suburbia in a sense. Yeah. yeah? I'm sure it's some realtors kind of made up bullshit yeah like come to the your suburbs. sanctuary yeah come yeah. and fuck you <laughs> you know oh my god i'm talking about sex so much but uh, this is where your bedroom will be his mistress's bedroom yeah. will be in manhattan proper your mistress yeah exactly that's because <laughs> that's, he'll care more for her but um yeah i grew up in rockville center joan jett lived in my town for a brief spell oh right. speaking excited. of rock and roll Speaking rock of rock and roll, there's actually some cool people from rock, like David Tallis from Rockville Center. I've for sure heard of like Rockville Center is a place that gets discussed in Isn't some a weird way, little name. Well, in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, they were in Rockville Center. Either they were working. I mean, they weren't in it actually, but they were. You know, like that's what the town they use. I was like, no one knows about this town. It yeah. was just like us hating life. I don't know how, but there's been some really. Some really cool people that have come. I mean, well, Bob Newhart's wife lived across the street from me before <laughs> I moved in. That's exciting. But um, wait, what does that mean? The woman who played Bob Newhart? No, the wife woman or who the truly woman? Who married oh. him. Oh, right. Life. But she was. But he didn't. No, live with I was him. always like, is he gonna? Come? Yeah, like, why would Bob Newhart up. be like? I'm gonna drive around Rockville Center and visit. But uh, I mean, you never <laughs> I don't know. know what the fuck i'm why i'm killing you with this ridiculous story about long island but i'm asking oh, i keep oh, asking I, I sometimes lose the thread of what the hell i'm talking about that's the name of my podcast okay cool, cool. i always lose the thread i don't know what's happening um me. yeah i remember well that's something i mean i don't need to like f- force a tread over old ground but i know like june raphael is from yeah. long island and She's she from Center. was oh she okay well then maybe that's why it's so f- extra familiar in that's, the context of this i can't believe i didn't think of her because she's one of the people that i cite when i'm like yeah. oh there's lots of like really cool like people doing cool sh- yeah. she's one of them well this is what i remember her saying now that now i feel very smug that we've made this connection but that she that it was this sort of thing where they did go i think they did go into the city mm-hmm. all the time but and maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I remember her saying, like, it's a thing where you do go. She, they did have access to the city and went to the city all the time. But at the same time, it still felt so far away yeah. from like a from a young person's perspective where, yes, you can visit there, but it feels you like never it's get that. worlds apart to it's where you true. live and where you like are, you know, what your day to day is like. If you're it's not a 28 minute train ride into Penn Station. And it felt like 
this idyllic, this, oh my God, I'm never going to, I would pined. Like I, I think, well, it's, this is a little, this will actually upset probably one person on the planet, but I would say like my first love was new, was Manhattan because it was just this like, oh my God, like this, it's so exciting. Like coming, if I would drive into the city, just coming over on the LIE, like going into the Midtown Tunnel and you crest this like hill and then all of a sudden the entire skyline is front. It's like, and when I was little, my parents would drive us in and we'd come in from, you know, across like from Brooklyn or you'd come from lower Manhattan and you just see the lower like Manhattan, like the World Trade Center, just like this beautiful, it was just, it was heart stopping, you know? And so it was so exciting to go. My mom would give me money give me ten dollars and i'd spend it on um train and tokens mm-hmm. which is dating me but and we would like somehow figure out like a way to pool money to get french fries and we wouldn't like go we'd go into the village and like we wouldn't get very we wouldn't even get into the east village we'd be like oh my god oh my god this is it this is going on people are people are doing stuff <laughs> <in> Manhattan. <laughs> it's just so yeah. exciting but it felt like but it really kind of having that like just out of reach kind of i think propelled me out of there because i know people who who still live there. I mean, they hated it. They were like rebellious and anti Long Island and like, fuck this place. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Can I say? Oh yeah. Okay. We're, we're way past that. Oh yeah. Cool. What if I was like, we have to start over. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're, yeah, no. This is the prayer hour. <laughs> but, um, um, but those people were kind of surprising. Like they have living suburban lives and are, I'm sure happy or are successful, more su- normal than I am and doing shit with their days and getting up before 4 p.m. on Saturday. God bless them. <laughs> Did you have, because, and I, that does really interest me because I really, being from Tucson, Arizona, there oh. was no, there was no bright lights, big city for me at all. Like I, even my sense of, I mean, I, I didn't go to New York until I was in my very early 20s like maybe 21 22 I'd never been there and I did love it but I also had like by then lived in San Francisco and sort of um and so San Francisco was the first kind of bright lights big city experience I had and when I was 13 and so that seems similar but even the idea of just being a child and being younger and still having that sense from such an early age of something so metropolitan and cosmopolitan and scary but exciting I just didn't have even coming to LA, it's like you don't feel yeah, as a child LA. when your parents take you someplace like LA, you're only gonna see like I've I honestly remember the most cliche like freeways, Disneyland, and like my dad was dating someone who lived in Beverly Hills at one point, so I sort nice. of had a sense of that. Vomiting is what I think of when I think because I got sick the first time I came to LA and my parents took me to LA and then we drove to San Francisco. I was so excited. I had this like ridiculous blousey button up and like these weird jeans and like huh. a coca-cola shirt like the benetton shirt but like yep. coca-cola because it wasn't and uh and i was like i'm gonna just i'm gonna show up in california yeah. how old were you like, i was 12 uh-huh. and i was yeah, like yeah that's the perfect age to be like i'm a woman everybody yeah. like you're not even they're gonna recognize yet. me i was yeah. like wearing parrot earrings made of coconut shells and like so <laughs> so excited and then shut down physically i got the flu and spent the rest of the trip lying in the, I ended up in the emergency room. Oh no, that's like vomiting. For yeah, I just, but yeah, I, I think actually that it has something to do. This is going to sound kooky, but I also lived in San Francisco. So I feel like I have, we have license yeah, to say yeah. kooky things, yeah. but I think it was like the first time I came to California, my body 
was reacting to like this like serum that I would have in my bloodstream for the rest of my life because I've been drawn to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I was drawn to San Francisco and still am. Oh my God. Dra- being drawn to San Francisco <gasps> is unlike any other like feeling of magnetic. I remember when I first moved yes. there, people said, um, because it was like a feverish feeling of mm-hmm. when I finally moved there because it was between 13 and 19 of me just being like, when can I go? When can mm-hmm. I get there? When can I get there? And getting there and wanting to feel because I didn't know anyone except the person I moved with and I I still immediately felt like accepted in a way that I've never felt mm-hmm. moving anywhere else and I wanted so much to like understand and and be recognized for that draw and that pull that I felt and I remember talking to some person who said you know it's funny um there are a lot of people kind of who sort of jokingly but like somewhere deep inside maybe believe that um that you're drawn there because you lived like it was Atlantis or yes, something. And yes, line I knew you were going to say that. I heard that too. And I've told people to that because you're, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm coming home. I'm coming home oh to this God. place. That was like very, because a lot of people like us who said, it's like, I don't feel I had a choice. Like I had uh-huh. to live there. I went, I can't. I'm it's so, so kooky. It's so cool that you said that because someone told me that and, yeah, I'll sign up for any. So I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, that works. And then tell everybody. But I truly believe that. I think that, and someone said too, like, and so we all return here. And then when the, the big one happens and we return to the sea. But I was just telling someone that recently. I believe it because I remember going there and well, after the time I was vomiting and, uh-huh. and going, going there with my mother when I was looking at colleges and just being like, beside myself with anxiety that I wouldn't be able to be there. And then like looking at the place and being saying like crying and being like, mom, I'll I'll drive a bus. I'll do anything here. I just have to. That is exactly how I felt. I had no, I joked about on the podcast before, but I don't think I've ever really like articulated it as intensely as that. I had zero career purpose. I had, I did not. It was like being a drug addict Uh where you're like, I I don't care. I just need to get there as soon as possible. And I had no plan. Just as long as I could afford to live there, that's all I cared about. I didn't care what I was doing. And uh, and it was that emotional intensity. And of course, people are like, people who visit there, I mean, it's universally beloved, but yeah. people say I love my heart in San Francisco. But I think I even it. that, when people are like, oh, I love Frisco or whatever yeah. they oh, say, oh, you're, oh, like, oh, you're like, okay, first of all, I don't, don't know where Frisco, Frisco is, Frisco, you but second, man, yeah, But, but like, second of all, like, there's this kind of weird thing that happens where you're like, oh, bless your heart. But you were able to come and go. Yeah. Like you don't You don't, you don't still think about. Y- I swear, know. like there isn't, th- we like we talked about burrito. I, when I said burrito, I was thinking of Takaria Cancun. Yeah, that there isn't Cancun. a day where I haven't woken up with, with, if I've had too much wine or something, I got oh, shit, fuck. I wish I could just take the bus right to Takaria Cancun. And, you know, yeah. I haven't lived there in years. And I don't know. It's when I moved away from San Francisco, I drove across the bay bridge i there was like tony bennett poster like or um billboard he was like waving and i was like fuck you tony like <laughs> don't you do this to me right now but i was so sad yeah and whenever i go back there it's like like something flips on in me mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh yeah it's something about the like there's something about i it's weird because manhattan is like the abusive boyfriend who i go and he roughs me up and i fight with him and i cry all the time but san francisco i'm just like it's like the most wonderful lover i totally agree <laughs> and i, I again i don't know if i've said this before but there's like a place um 
I mean, I love that you're just going down this hokey road with me, but there's a place, there's a park in San Francisco where, because I go still for Sketch, thank God yeah. for Sketch Fest. I don't oh. think I ever could have left if I didn't have Sketch Fest, knowing yeah. I would still be connected to it. But there's a park that I go <clears throat> whenever I can, like it's not too far from where we stay. And, uh, and it has this, it just has a great view. It's every view is great in San Francisco, oh, you know, God. but like it's, there's a park where you. you're sort of looking at, you know, you can see, you can just see a bunch of San Francisco and I really feel for me, it feels like a, a fem if it's a female energy and I do sort of feel, I kind of laugh at myself as I'm feeling it, but I feel taken care of and I feel that it's not the it's not the people inside the houses it is the city on the whole it feels like i'm being cradled it feels mm -hmm. like it just feels like i got i got gotcha. you i got your back like i've got gotcha. you and not in like an aggressive like i got your back yeah way, but just like a you're okay yeah it's like it's you're like okay. a trust of all wait yeah. where what park is it it's the park i never know what any park is called other than golden gate park but it's the park that's um just it's like steiner and california it's a park that has oh. tennis courts on the top and if you're at a different angle you Dolores? can see like pacific no, heights mm -mm. no it's like it's like that's in the it's like it's not alta vista because that's by the i can never remember what it's called uh but it's like if you're standing on it. one area you can see like a mosque and a thing and you can yeah. see you can see of course you can see like the forest hill tower <clears throat> you can see bernal heights and uh and it's just very it's just sweet and i love ugh. i love the way like i love the way like watching the fog roll in oh, like yeah. it would come towards you it's so mystical yeah i love <laughs> I, lo I love it i actually last year sketch fest which was so fun i it was so great i'm so glad i'm so glad you guys had so i just met someone who got accepted to sketch fest and was or i just talking to someone they were so thrilled and i was like holy shit is that already happening Ugh, again yeah like I, and being a sketch fest last year i was like dude i gotta get a sketch group together like i want to be yeah. have an excuse but i had so much fun um being there we had such a blast and it was just like stepping right into a groove but not stepping into a boring groove just right. returning to something yeah. great i just you know it's funny I, this is this is a stretch but i was just thinking for anybody who doesn't know uh why sarah was at sketch fest we did an enlightened panel <laughs> enlightened of course being the marvelous hbo show uh starring laura dern um it was mike white's baby mm -hmm. and um it's funny because i actually feel like a lot about what I loved about that show kind of gives me the same happy, sad feeling that San Francisco does. It's that like Mike White is so good at oh, creating yeah. these worlds where your heart is breaking, but it's so beautiful and lovely and a human that it, it's it is it's like happy sad and, like, and there's, there's the something funny, about there's like kooky. nostalgia but mm -hmm. it's kooky and there's it's very in a lot of ways it's very kind of like what my emotional state is about not living in san francisco but going back there's a bittersweetness to it like it kind of it sort of matches yeah yeah it was really actually wonderful being there with mike and uh, uh laura and molly Laura Dern and Molly Shannon came in the day of the panel, but Mike White and our producer, Dave Bernad, and Tim Sharp, who played Dougie, we were there the night before, and we went out to dinner, and then Mike performed in a show, and we went and saw him, and then we went to the party, like, that you guys threw us yeah. to the party, like, the whole group thing apart, yeah. and it was just, it was so neat being there with them, because it was returning to... I don't know. And the next time I return with a group, who knows what group it'll be. Like, it was like, yeah. you know, if I'd known when I was going to art school that I'd be there with this group of people that like, even, even, even before I met Molly, 
I was such a huge fan of her and she's yeah. such a, and she, oh, it's like the best thing to meet someone like Molly because you don't meet them and go, oh, that's too bad. Right. You right. know, you're, you're just like, like well, oh, that's even better. Yeah. You're yeah. like a thousand times even better. Yeah. But uh, just like knowing like a foot. I don't know. There was something so satisfying about being in San Francisco. Not that anxiety. Like, am I going to, when I was growing up in Rockford, I'm like, am I going to ever get out of here? In San Francisco, it was like, I, I can't, I couldn't articulate it. I don't even know if I can articulate it now, but like, you, it's like water. You're just going to keep returning. Mm-hmm. And each time you're going to like have more shells with mm-hmm. you. I don't know. But yeah, no, uh, I totally understand <laughs> that. Well, I, what is, so, okay. So, and what school did you go to? You went to, I went to the University the, of San Francisco right. and I took, I like kind of, I took art, uh, I studied art through the, with the Academy of Art. Sure. And then towards the end of my tenure at USF, um, they, they switched from the Academy of Art and you had to start at a new art school. And at that point I realized like, I'm not a good visual artist. I'm a better writer. And so I kind of took a little extra time and, but like, would I think that you were a good visual artist? Is that just no. your opinion? <laughs> I think no. I think no. It's I, a, because that's, I feel like I could have gone down that road, but I was sure I was no good, sadly, from such a young age that it never even occurred to me that was something I could pursue. And I, I'm interested in this idea of you staying with it for that long, but not necessarily thinking that you're great at well, it. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I can't, I don't like, I think the technique i didn't have like the technique really like i couldn't figure out what medium i wanted to work i really love paintings like oh i could look at paintings every day i could i love graffiti and i love i love everything from like graffiti like to andrew wyeth like i could just fall into paintings for the rest of my life but i could i don't have the technique to and and i don't i don't think i have the um the lasting ability to stick i couldn't have you ever seen? I'm going all over the place. Have I'm you ever all, seen for it. New York Stories? I just watched. Yeah, this yeah. God, it's been a while though. I just watched it the other day. I watched it because I started to watch a shitty movie. It pissed me off. I was unnerved by it, and I needed to cleanse. And I wanted to watch <laughs> Banksy Does New York, the documentary about Banksy. But I, I knew if I watched New Yorkers, I would get really homesick. But I uh. needed to see New York, so I watched uh, the first. Um, is that the Nick Nolte one? Yes, and he's a painter. Yeah, and he's so yeah. and he's so passionate and so in love with his muse that he's also kind of repressing and controlling as an artist. Um, Who was the girl? Patricia Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna Arquette. You know why I get confused? Because I get confused because Hannah and Her Sisters is one of my favorite movies, oh, and in that, Michael Caine and Barbara Hershey have that same oh, so... kind of mentor lover yes. relationship where she's younger and he's like, "I know you're going to leave me." And yes, like, you know yes. What I, mean? I am Michael Same Caine. thing where you're sort of like, or whatever. <sighs> not maybe not Barbara. Yeah, it is Barbara, Barbara Hershey? Hershey. Yeah, right? There's the sort yeah. of like, oh no, it's Max oh, von Sydow. And then the painter, Michael Caine's married Michael to Mia yeah, Farrow yeah. and then they have an affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, the Max von Sydow thing where he's just like, yeah. But and, when, he's, and he's a painter, isn't he? I think yeah, he is. A, yeah, because he's a grumbling, yeah, passionate. Yeah, because that's one of my favorite. Oh, I love that. That's one of my favorite things he says. Like he has one of the best lines. Maybe I've said it before because I definitely try to bring it up whenever possible. But he says... Um, there's some conversation about something uh, that has to do with art and like, and then they get into a conversation about God and he's like, I tell you, if Jesus ever came back and he saw what people do in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. <laughs> That's probably sounded great. so, I, I want to watch it again. I love that movie so, so much. I love, I love the love and passion that Michael Caine like 
experiences for Barbara Hershey. Oh my and god! Just, and the E coming. Oh, I was say. I mean, not even the rain had so much. Show. It's like, oh, I love that poem. <sighs> and you know yeah. what's interesting? They he, they selected like the best part of the poem because yeah. if you read the whole poem, it's great. But it's just like the the most concentrated part of like, oh, it's so yeah. great. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that poem. Yeah. Mm, it's beautiful. <laughs> I know I could really go down a whole other like rabbit hole of like oh, poetry I don't even want to talk to you about poetry is not right something now. that's cool especially in the comedy world no. it's not something that it's just not something that like no one in the comedy community wants to hear you say uh. oh my god I'm I just revisited a bunch of Dylan Thomas poetry and I'm just my heart is shattered in the best way like they're gonna be like okay gay wad like yeah. some horrible offensive thing where you're like thanks a lot it's yeah. not cool I know, and but- yet you, but it's, it's it's also I, poetry is such like a singular alone like lonesome thing like you write and I can tell you I have notebooks of I mean I for sure do ridiculous too. <laughs> you looking do. in the window I'm alone 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 I you know do I mean, you don't grow too. up as a goth on Long Island and not have spiral notebooks right filled with, with shit poetry but I love. Yeah, it's you know I never get to talk about poetry and I it's so beautiful. When I was little and I was afraid to say like I like poetry, I don't know anything about poetry. But then it's like painting. The more and more you you look at paintings, and the more and more like you do shitty paintings or you go visit paintings, you're like actually I know a teeny bit, and then it helps you learn a little more. And poetry is the same. Like the more there's this one poem that there's this one poem by adrian rich and it's it's called living in sin mm-hmm. and it's like it's an obad which is i mean this is whatever but an obad is like i'm gonna simplify it because i'm an old drunk but um it's a poem lamenting it's a, a genre of poetry lamenting um, the sunrise because in the oh, night. Oh wow, that's so specific. Wait, it's very. I I, I love I'm it. Oversimplifying, but it's it's like uh, at night, you know, when there's darkness and you can be with your lover and you can kind of whitewash all the stuff that's all the reality. But then when the sun comes up, it shines a harsh light, and you're like. But there's this beautiful poem by this this woman, Adrian Rich, and uh, she wrote it in like the seventies or something. She's a great writer and a great poet. And, you know, she was saying, like, I th- she thought the studio would keep itself. Like, she thought everything would stay. But she gets up and she hears her husband, like, grumbling, moving his balls, getting up, making <laughs> coffee, going out for smokes. And yeah. there's this beat. Like, it's just like there's dust and there's a bug and she has to make coffee. And it, it is in this, like, rolling sexual, like, beautiful thing. And I just love – I love that poem when I was a, a kid, which says a lot mm-hmm. – or 16, which says a lot <laughs> – about like my doomsday belief well but you know what i really relate to that and that's why i love talking about those years too and i feel like i've been um kind of returning to that a little bit more i kind of got off of that for a while and i'm sure it will like ebb and flow i uh, love being in san francisco mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> i'm back in this place right now especially where I'm really thinking a lot about, and and you guys know who listen to the podcast that I've been talking about. It. I brought it up with Jamie Dunbar last mm-hmm. week. Uh, that sort of I'm I, my fascination with like with love and obsession and exactly that sort of abad is that what mm-hmm. it's called? This idea of and being a young person and really having the luxury to really revel in that, and it almost is represented in an even more perfect, uh, dramatic, 
heartbreaking way when you're a, when you're a teenager because number one you really only have the responsibility of high school yeah. or your job but it's not you yeah. know Swenson's. if you're fortunate enough not to yeah. have to be supporting your family or living alone yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know if you're if you're living in a sort of lower middle class world um or maybe you don't even have a job like my parents i had no money but my parents wanted me to only focus on school my par- my dad you know what i mean like, it was like not, not till you're yeah so then you have you have your responsibility of school so you really have the luxury of being obsessive about film and movies and books and also you're being schooled you're in school so you're having all of this like stimuli even if you think you're against it you're still being so stimulated by talking about poetry and literature and science and this and that and then you're also trapped you're trapped at home you're trapped by having to go to school and you have more energy and you Mm -hmm. have all these hormones and you're psychotic you're psychotic so you have this like like you know the the uh, the staying up all night and the like enjoying the sort of just being so out of it and the next day you can just get by because you're a teenager and who cares and like so you kind of fell asleep in biology it's one day nobody cares about me nobody cares nobody gets it but like holding on to that and feeling like um like that's my version of i guess you know uh, the football player who's like that's such a cliche but this is like the salad years of like it never got better than when i won the football but and so it wasn't like that but i feel like as i mature I really coming into it's coming into very like real clarity for me how important Mm -hmm. those feelings of like wildness and like forbidden love and the magic hour and all of that kind of stuff like magic hour being like sometimes like three in the morning instead of you know dusk or whatever yeah and 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 trying to make peace with that, trying to find ways to stay connected with that in a way that's not unhealthy. Because as as you become an adult, sometimes you can lean into that yeah. in, 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 a, in a auto. bad way. You can lean into it. You can go on auto and not ever connect with it, but you can also you know suddenly drinking is the only like key that opens that door or you know promiscuous sex is the only key that opens that door or you know what i'm saying it's like how do you hold on to that that? because i kind of loved that wild longing and i don't but i don't want to like perpetuate that in a way that's unhealthy where i'm just dissatisfied with stuff do you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean this year has been i don't know if this this year has been a wild year like it's just i've i've had so many moments where i'm like what is happening this year people from my past are returning i'm meeting people that i know i'm supposed to know or it's just very weird things have been happening this year and whether people believe in this or not this there's there's a you know, system of belief. There have been multiple eclipses, and like, there's been lots of like astrological stuff. I'm a Gemini. I'm into it. But um, <laughs> uh, there's been so much happening, like in the universe. Um, there's a lot happening in politics, of which I am almost ninety percent ignorant too. But I apologize yeah, I know. for I've that. Really gone such I've, a freaking yeah. bubble. Like yeah. I know ISIS, but um, well, and so much is going on right now with protest. Anyway, but sure. uh, um. But so it's almost like there's this like shifting and rumbling. Something's I I, I don't know how to also articulate that. But I went to see a concert in March. I went to see this band Skinny Puppy. Oh, and that's funny. I, yeah. Oh, I've definitely brought them up before. I have seen them. I was I was also these guys are probably tired of hearing, but I was goth when I oh, was a uh, high school student. Also, we should get so, to drink together. I know. Um, uh, Yes. Oh, yeah. So you just went. I just went That's because wonderful. I had tickets to see them when I was a little kid, when I was in high school, and um, 
I just transferred high schools and I didn't know anybody. And because you moved or because no, you transferred No, my mom high was like, you're wearing too much black. You're listening oh, to stuff. It you, she suicidal. yanked you out. She blended yeah. on the school. Well, she also was like, you're not an A student and you're not an F student and you don't play sports. And at the school I was in, would there'd be, I would have nothing. And I told was my- Was it just a public school? Like yeah. Long I told the guy in counselor, school? like, I want to go to NYU. And she's like, you're not, you won't end up there. Oh, wow. I went there. I dropped out after a semester, but um, and went to University of San Francisco. Yeah, you got you had a. But I had to show this bitch. That's right. Like, (laughs) fuck you, Vengeance College is the best kind of education. I will be asked to (laughs) double down, and then I will leave instead. (sighs) But um, uh, but I just was gonna go nowhere. I'd get lost in the shuffle of this giant public school, and so my mom took me out, and I went to this great school that unfortunately closed at the end of the year, so I had to go to third high school. But Was it a public school or a private no, school? No, it was a private school. Okay. It was a school in Long Island called St. Paul's, and uh, they're actually, F. Scott Fitzgerald talks about it. It's such an old school. There was graffiti on the building, like etched in with like a nail from the turn of the last century. Oh, wow. It's just That's it's exciting. beautiful. Um, and it's unfortunate because it closed and then the building went into disrepair and then I think it became like an old age home and then maybe it's it's an old age home but they did film in front of it for Boardwalk Empire but, mm. um, but I went there and I didn't know anyone well enough to have anyone go with me and the person who could go with me bailed at the last minute and so I was just going to like go by myself but my mom flipped out like you're not going to Manhattan and I was going to ask my mom, like, mommy, do you want to go <laughs> Of all bands to go yeah. see with your mom, that is not She's one. like, no, I much prefer Front 242. But, um, <laughs> uh, like, you love that electronic you shit. You Ministry of Tones yeah. on Tail, I'm interested. I'll be there. Yeah, I love my Tones on Tail. But um, <laughs> she, lift, she ripped my tickets up. And I was oh, like, girl, you didn't just do that. And so it was a great disappointment. And I still tease her about it. But I went this March and... It was unbelievable. How was it? Who was there? It was, it was, well, a bunch of us's where you're like, people you guys don't like look visit. like you probably used yeah, to Yeah, I'm like, whoa, you're where, it was yeah. people like, people our age revisiting, people who were still keeping the, uh, the dream alive. There was a fight, which it was so <laughs> exhilarating. Great. Um, do you know um, Emily Gordon? Yeah. She was there. Oh my God. And we yeah, just, that doesn't surprise we me. We just She's discovered that we're both dig, And we actually ran into each other. We had met very briefly at Sketchfest. Yeah. And I was on such a high when we ran into each other that I didn't even put it together. And she pointed it out to me this summer. Um, uh, her husband, Kamal, and yeah. I worked on a movie together and Emily came and I, I like her so, oh, so much. I, She's so smart. I would love to, the three of us to, yeah. Oh, we should, let's take yeah. over. I don't see enough royalty. of that young woman or do I see enough of you? Yeah. She, yeah, let's, let's, we're going to, let's get a timeshare and just oh do my it God, right. I would do the hell let's out of that. Let's do it. We go, where do uh, we go to St. Thomas. We do three uh, weeks. I we would. just fucking go deep and get crazy. I really would. I really <laughs> yeah. would. I really would. <laughs> that actually yeah. kind of fun. But she, um, she and I discovered we both love them and that, um, we should go dancing. And, um, Ian. and she, she was standing by the um, merchandise table. Now, I would never have bought a T-shirt when I was young because I wouldn't have had the money. Yeah. But I bought a pair of skin-tight, skinny puppy leggings that I sleep in. Um, I saw a lady wearing them the other day and I almost dove onto her back and was like, did you see the show? <laughs> but um, it was so great. It was so exhilarating. And it was like, I don't know if it set me back, but I tapped into something. that I And I think, especially being an actress, and you spend so much time kind of, ramming yourself into these like little 
identity mm-hmm. so that you have to like, okay, today I'm going to be Rachel who's right. got her job and, right. or tomorrow I'm going to be Margo who's like the sassy one or <laughs> the next day I'm going to be, you know, the Rock- mom who yeah. just had it. She, she doesn't she know doesn't how she's going to keep going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so like you kind of like, I kind of feel like I, lo- I lost touch with that self and I don't want to be a 15 year old like faux suicidal goth girl anymore you know like i'm so dark but then going home and watching stand-up you know like sure but i i there's something to be said about like reconnecting with that and like you said like that not not to your detriment but to remind you like because you get so i get so kind of lost like sometimes i go into auditions i hope my agents and managers don't listen to this or the casting directors who've like helped my career. Uh-huh. I'm like, wait, what part of my They know. For? They all get it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They all get it. They, I, hope I so. think. Do you, have you had to like go in and like look at the sheet and be like, okay, I know I'm not auditioning for George, but there's a first moment where you're like, who what am, am I? I? Doing am I Rachel or am I like, oh, definitely. Renee. I don't, and definitely. like, just, yeah, definitely. There've been times where I've like walked, I mean like during pilot season, I don't know if I'm sounding too insidery now, but I think I think I think people know what pilot season is at this point. I've probably talked about it, but hell on earth uh, mm. for actors and actresses. Um, but the most like competitive, insane, stressful. But it's also a good time for people to come together. I think because mm-hmm. people are people aren't sassing each other, yeah. skunking each other. But um, anyway, that's I don't know how I've gone from skinny puppy. No, well, to, just the just the just the idea of kind of having. I mean, I it, it goes to as simple as like seeing sometimes like on project runway especially but also sometimes on top chef on these reality shows where these people are competing in an artistic manner and they're and that's why i'm so interested in visual artists too is i'm i i'm very envious of the creative person whose creativity is not as attached to their physical appearance because i'm not interested in doing something particularly uncreative um and being able to you know have orange hair i want to be still an artist but i i envy somebody who has like the side of one side of their head shaved and like they their eyebrows are purple because that's what i thought i was and that's Mm -hmm. sort of who i was when i wasn't doing this and now i'm like no like i get offended when people like on this podcast these guys know when people are like oh i would have pegged you as the homecoming queen i am deeply offended i'm like oh my god do i seem that cookie cutter to you which by the way all due respect to friends of mine now who i'm surprised to hear were homecoming queen because they're so they seem so alternative or what have you it's all about the stereotype stuff but but the teenager in me who would have felt that was poison is still inside and Mm -hmm. is like i beg your pardon i had blue hair exactly oh thank you you. do you know what i mean i had blue streaks my hair is very blonde so it was like very hard to just like completely bleach it out and do it but i I had blue hair and it was it's i see little kids now and i'm like oh cannot wait to turn 68 and start my hair blue there's that thing that clicks on where you're like at what point is there going to be a switch that turns on where i suddenly go crazy in the best way and i'm like fuck you just like shave it and then yeah. it's like grows back and you dye it blue and then you just wear combat boots and yeah, like yeah, a yeah. long skirt i wonder like i i yeah i it's weird because i get pegged all the time for like uh, like for being like a mommy or like a little uptight lady and um my friend adam pally the comedian 
awesome performer writer he's on the mindy uh project uh-huh. right now he's just he's on happy endings he's just he was describing me and he was saying you know burns is like you look at her and you think she's this button-up librarian but you talk to her for five minutes you're this fucking train wreck and that's the thing like people look at me and it's because you're kind of you can't go in i, I wouldn't do this but you can't go in with like uh Maori tattoos all over your face and be like, hi, I'm going to audition for the right. role of Raquel, the right. Fibberty Jibbit. Uh-huh. You know, like, they'd be like, what the fuck? And so you have to kind of tone yourself. You have to kind of main- streamline yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't have any, like, quirk. Genericify yeah. yourself. Yeah, you have to genericify of. yourself. Yeah. So that you, and then you sit in a room with a bunch of women uh, who are wearing, the same, like, you know, and you go in and you're like, oh, we're all wearing the same. Mm-hmm. I never I'm not, I always go in and go how do people dress like normal humans for these things when I show up and dirty I'm like burrito on my shirt I'm like I wonder why I'm not booking but yeah it's it's easy to kind of lose yourself I'm trying to figure out how to tap back into that so that I I walk agree the line. I agree and I think I think there is part of me that's like letting some of that go and like if you know I think I feel like I had something the other day this is I'm sure so annoying to those of you who don't do this but maybe you have a curiosity about it I don't know but but uh, where you know I'm getting called in to be uh, a such and such like I think I had some audition for where I was supposed to be like honestly like a teacher by day exotic dancer by night ridiculous also not believable <clears throat> oh totally but, but uh, my version of that was so much more me than it would have been like five years ago like my version of that was like you know what yeah. i'm not gonna you know what i mean like i'm gonna go in still wearing my own clothes feeling like myself and whatever they if they can't see past that then i'm really not interested because i'm at the point in my career where like i don't want if i'm gonna wear something i'm uncomfortable in for the audition i don't want that part just because you're going as a politician doesn't mean you need to wear an american flag that's right you know like yeah do i not oh god yeah, i've oh, really no, been oh, okay well oh, we're gonna well. do a couple one on one. um no american flag but um do wear the american flag for the stripper yeah for the politician yes, it's with a wink and a smile yeah yeah no i know this 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 year like i started kind of going it should be more about my performance and not wearing a costume i'm not doing character sketch show right i'm doing and i think people are at this point are from oh by the way i loved you on marin with oh, Paul thanks. oh gosh that was so that. fun i kept thinking about like tro- like something about like trolling for your exes on facebook or something it's so i'm sorry to say but you're so great oh thank that you was- that was that when i when they asked me to do that and then they were like and paul feig will play your husband i was like <laughs> oh my uh, god yes please had you like auditioned for him or worked for him or known him at all before that because that's a wonderful way to meet i one did of the best. know yeah i mean ugh. i did know because i did know him because bruce mccall is one of my best friends and he's one of um i'm sorry and also well bruce McCall is one of molly's best friends too so that's like oh a barbecue God, waiting to happen um if you want that. a little molly shannon because i don't really know molly oh but. molly's gr- that's right i didn't know that they were oh yeah because they did a, they were where they worked on he he wrote her last project that didn't end up getting picked that's up which right. seems like a crime but that seems um, like but he yeah he's bananagrams yeah bananagrams but he's close to paul so i knew him through that but then i also knew him because we had a, a, a freaks and geeks panel years and years ago at Sketchfest, and he came up for it but that was the most I'd really ever spent a lot of time with him and it was, you know, he's the sweetest he's, man. He's so oh, neat. he's so brilliant. He's so so neat. I've I've only met him one time and that was in an audition and I was so blown away by he was such a great forget the fact that he's a great proponent of, you know, women's comedy and yeah. and good comedy whether it's whatever gender, but um he stood up 
when I walked oh, in the room. He was wearing I mean, a there suit. There's really something to be said for that. I was so, He's I mean, like, dapper. what a wonderful man. Yeah. And then the stuff he makes is so good. I, I've read his books. Like, he just, he just. He's very special. Yeah, yeah, and he likes martinis, and so someone likes martini is already. <laughs> He's a although, gentleman. Yeah, already. Although I, I did hear him talking about the fact that he doesn't consider vodka martinis martinis, and so oh, that so that martinis. I'm sorry, we'll have to come to blows that's for. Tough. But, yeah, that's tough. Um, but that you, you guys were the, so good together. Oh, <laughs> I was thank so, you I hope so you come much. Back. Well, like, let me shoehorn this into getting back to you for a second because um, I enjoyed the fact that you were talking about being a teenager and and being goth i mean i really can identify to being a teenager being goth and something like kids in the hall being such a great uh gateway and sort of like it's cool on both sides mm-hmm. and bruce had a lot to do with that because there was this oh very punk God. rock canadian punk rock uh-huh. sensibility to their show oh my God. um oh my so God. who were you who were you who did you have crushes on like who were your boyfriends if any or like who 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 did it for you when you were in high school then you know because you have this sort of cross-section of people that you can crush on if you're interested in all of those different things and where where does that kind of fit in i had a huge crush i proposed marriage to adam to ad rock in my senior yearbook we were each given a because the final high school i went to um we were each given a page because there were so few of us. I proposed marriage to him. I loved, I, but I'd loved him since I was 12. My first crush, my first like celebrity crush was Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. And I went when I was like 13 or something to the skate expo that they were doing. And the oh, next yeah. time I took the bus. And I went in and I was wearing a big fluorescent peace sign shirt. And I was like, Tony! And he turned around and I was like, is that my t-shirt? And he signed my t-shirt. Ooh. My friend Jamie actually... Um, works with him sometimes because she works um, she works occasionally with Ben Harper uh-huh. who works with Tony Hawk on a foundation for building skate parks for like at risk kids all I of- interview Tony Hawk ah! okay we gotta take a break on Uh-oh. HuffPost don't Live don't tell me evolve, so I'll try to find that I'll try to find that it. because his and because his son also mm-hmm. is now like a professional skater probably but adorable yeah. Uh, yeah I think because his Hawk wife is really gorgeous exciting. or his girlfriend whatever but yeah he he those are good i get it the skater the crossover of like the alt girl and liking skater boys is very familiar to me do you remember i remember being a little kid 13 14 years old and hearing a skateboard like hearing the skateboards come Mm -hmm. and you'd be like "Uh uh-oh actually (laughs) this i used to have this little this little non I'm wearing a silver just a little band on my finger and I used to have five of them and I have one left and over the years probably tossed them out to like boy I remember giving one to like this boy Marty Marty Brawl so so cute and I gave him like just losing them to skater boys yeah you know, just love. Now, when I see, when I hear skateboards, I'm like, oh, and I turn around, it's like some child. I know. Like, yeah, fuck I know. It. But, uh, but ah. you know, that, that I, Tony Hawk, um, Ad Rock, um, Ogre from Skinny Puppy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he still very, very does handsome. It. Yeah. And, well, and, and actual boyfriends, so did that translate? Or do you have goth boyfriends? No, I have- had like boyfriends who were into like punk or boyfriends Mm -hmm. who were into graffiti or I had a boyfriend on and off um high school um he but he I mean he was like instrumental in getting me like opening my eyes to like graffiti or and he was really into um music like um I don't know if it would be hip hop but like kind of like illegal DJ and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. and he does that now and um uh, he, you know, he was into punk, and actually, I f- 
got him the misfits box set one year for christmas and we broke up and i was like i'm taking this shit back <laughs> but um um i had another boyfriend who was really really into like crust punk and made me like you know that people make you like a mix mm-hmm. and uh his mix included like do- like footage from documentaries and and gg allen songs and like <laughs> yeah you gotta love when people get real creative yeah. uh, you just made me flash back to the fact that i had this crush on this skater named adam who's really shy um who like i don't ever remember him not wearing a misfits t-shirt like in my mind that is literally what he wore every single day yeah and um and he was a really good artist Mm -hmm. but like all he ever drew was like a really detailed like skulls and shit it was all just like really ridiculous and dark but i definitely had a crush on him and i think i seem to remember him making me a mix and realizing that i hated every single song on it but i (laughs) never wow. tried harder to oh, yeah. really get into you know what there was probably a couple of like dead kennedy songs or something that i was like i can get on board for this but um the at the time i think i thought there was more musical crossover in our mutual likes than there was and yeah because god it's, it's, i love the struggle of when a guy gives you a mixtape or a girl who whatever you know you're you're you do but uh getting a mixtape and a, a of course like trying to interpret every single song although if you get something from someone like that you're not going to get a lot of satisfaction yeah you're that. like uh <laughs> look into my dead? eyes and hate me <laughs> yeah but like Lick yeah that, those, like the yeah. over the over listening to and also the sort of like the way we all i think especially at that age but even sometimes still now where we try to be malleable when we're really excited about someone and we're like do i like this i think I, 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 I like this I love Jimi yeah. Hendrix. I think I love you Jimi Hendrix. I'm going, I'm going to the Rainbow Collective this yeah. year. I think I'm a hippie. And then you're like, no, looking back, mm-hmm. I realized that I only listened to that then yeah. and never after. And, and I constantly would stop in the middle and be like, I don't, I'm just going to listen to a little CCC yeah. right now. I yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's so interesting. A friend of mine once discovered, I mean, she's so pretty. She looked to me like, I would describe her even to this day as like, a little punk rock Latina Elizabeth Taylor. She's so beautiful. That's very easy to picture, actually. She's beautiful. She has a handsome husband and two beautiful girls. But um, she's told me once, she's like, you know what? Actually, it's really up to us with guys. And we, if we want a boyfriend, we just we can get him. You know, like. And she kind of unlocked this magic. And you think about high school, you're like, okay, like I'll totally make eye contact with you while you sing and play me your song and i'll watch you skate for two hours while i just sit here trying to like not be stoned so i can go home you know like yeah. all this shit you do and then you're like oh i could have just presented myself and waited like to see yeah who truly liked me yeah but i guess it's a lesson you have to learn oh i guess so but but part of the learning of that lesson is goes back to that same feeling that like i kind of miss you know the angst of it all and being i like what oh, you said too angst. like being open like you're like maybe i do like me pink manifesto or something right. like i oh, oh gosh i'm just thinking of the guys that i dealt with in high school and <laughs> all right listen i gotta get into this mash game because believe it or not oh, okay. it's almost been an hour Holy and cow. i feel like i have so many uh things that i'm inspired to ask and create categories for uh that i'm afraid i'm gonna forget some of them but the first one seems like the easiest thing to do um keeping in mind the skinny puppy feeling you just had three bands living or dead existing or non-existing that um you wish you could just be like teleported to a show oh wow um 
Oh gosh, that's a good question. Yeah. Holy yeah, moly. <laughs> I would love to see Bauhaus. Great. I saw Peter Murphy, but I never saw Bauhaus. Can you imagine seeing? Yeah. Um, I would love to see. Oh, I'd love to see the doors. Mm-hmm. I love right. Jim Morrison. I love like I, I love the Rolling Stones so much. I grew up listening to them, but mm-hmm. I and I love them and I respect them and I think they're so great. I think Mick Jagger is just this, it's great. But I loved when Mick Jagger when the Rolling Stones went on Ed Sullivan, Mick Jagger changed his words, let's spend some time right, together. Right. Jim Morrison did not. Yeah. And so I don't think I'd like to be in the same room with him, but I would love to see the doors. Like yeah. I just Yeah, no, that's great. I and think, I agree with you. Seeing them would be a lot different than wanting to be in a room with him. Yeah, I, I, think, I feel the same way. I heard a story once about like him meeting Nico. They were set up together and she was like, He's trying to kill me. Yeah. Like he's terrifying. I mean he's Yeah, he's an odd duck. You don't necessarily have the ability to harness him. Yeah. Um hmm, ooh, this is hard. This is a great question. I'm like thinking, who? If I don't answer this right, I'll be shot in the head. Not at all. <laughs> this is improv. It was like this is improv, and we have several categories. So just you'll you just can warm up to the idea that in the car driving home, you'll be like, oh, oh so yeah, I should yeah. have said something cool. Um, I don't know. There is a band that oh, mm, oh fuck. <laughs> I because we've been talking about goth stuff. I keep thinking about Sisters of Mercy, but that's not who I want to. Oh mm, no! I love all of these people that you're bringing up and casting out without <laughs> even me knowing who they are. Somebody uh, is not making the cut. <laughs> shit! Shit! Fuck! Fuck! Um, I feel like I would have liked to have seen these guys. Will not be surprised by this. Um, I don't think I'm sure I would remember I ever saw the Cure. And I don't want to see them. I mean, I don't need not to see now. them now. But if I could have seen them on the Disintegration Tour, and I'm not sure why I didn't, but like that was an album that... Oh, I did. I, you saw it? How was it? I mean, I'm sure it was Cried. magic. Yeah. I cried. I That's waited. a great... That, oh, man. I'm sorry. I interrupted you while Stuart's talking no, about... No, no. I was just thinking of that as myself. Like, to, like not... To be able to be teleported, to see them, not to see him as I am now, but to have... To be able to travel back in time and go. To, I mean, I would. If I could see them. If if I, they announced tomorrow they were playing Disintegration, I would go. Yeah. But I mean, like, to be able to be the me that I was, to be, like, 15 or 14 or 13, I don't even remember what it came out, but to be that kid and be able to just be magically in that space and be that person, I would totally do that. I, I saw that tour, and I thought of the people. I, now I thought of the band. I, um, I saw that tour. I waited in line for a chit to get me in line the following day. Oh wow. And the and I met a woman, there was like my friend Kiri, um a guy, I forget his name, and this girl named Tracy, and we waited Tracy and Tracy had Robert Smith hair, she had cool clothes, she had like an army navy bag, Great. and I just recorded everything and then tra- be, emulated that and stopped eating meat as a result of our meeting that day. And then went to the Cure concert, got tickets for, Kiri and I got tickets and we got tickets for my friend Jen and her boyfriend. They took our seats so we didn't get a very good view. But when they came out on stage, I cried. They started with like, what's the song where it sounds like glass is falling out oh, of the yeah, sky? Oh yeah, Pictures of You. Yeah, oh, of course. It, it just like, it just blew my brains yeah. away and it was such a good, that was a wonderful experience. That was like, that was almost like the kickoff of my life or something. Like, yeah. But I think it's a tie. 
I think I would have liked to have seen Bad Brains mm-hmm. or I would have liked to have seen The Misfits. So just because B- Bad Brains so charged and political mm-hmm. and, and so marginalized and then... I'm letting them share a category, yeah, I'm so, but it's it will It's very only be one, kind of yeah. lame of me to like... It's okay. But, I'm really um, okay with it. And The Misfits, they just... The, the Misfits and then Danzig and then Sam Hain just finished up their, for their final tour ever. And so I'm curious to see what is going to happen again. It's like the Misfits legacy. But I, I yeah. would have loved to have seen the Misfits. I probably would have gotten punched out or something. <laughs> it would have been some sort of horrible uh, accident <laughs> in the mosh pit. Yeah. Um, okay, next one is going to okay. be, and this is a little bit strange, but I feel that if anyone can handle where my brain is going right now, it's you. <laughs> Either a painting or just an artist's work that you can sort of step into and that can it can be abstract it could be that you just want to swim in the feeling of mark rothko do you know what i'm saying it doesn't have to be like i wish i could go to christina's world and tap yeah. her on the shoulder yeah. although that's girl fine turn too. around his <laughs> wife's about to find out like. yeah oh i love um, that painting though that's one i mean of my it faves. is great so uh, that's a bad example but maybe it's not a bad example so um three yeah three either styles of painter or a style of painting or like a very specific piece that you wish you could just kind of like go into well i would love I would love to go um, into the Dali painting. Um, shoot. It's the I clocks. It's yeah, it's yeah. It's like the like momentary the lapse clocks. of memory or yeah. the lapse of memory painting. Guess what I'm putting in? Clock, clocks Dali. Clocks Dali. I, I wrote um, a children's book when I was a little kid Amazing. about going into that painting. Oh, there you go. Super, oh, I wasn't a kid. I was a teenager. I was super God, How did I know to ask this question? Um, <laughs> I love the work of this artist named Aiko from, um, she was part of the fail. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly. F a I L E collective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she branched off on her own and, um, her work is really amazing. It's, she does stuff all over the world. It's, it's very erotic. It's charged and it's, Ooh, I can't wait to look it up. how do you spell her name? A I K O. I love her stuff. Okay. It's I'm going to look when we get just off. Just like the- a, She's a great graffiti. I, I people say street art, but I kind of still say graffiti just because street art sounds very like anodyne and uh-huh. weight wash. But uh-huh. um, and oh, this is hard. I I'm thinking of Francis Bacon, but I do not want to be in one of his paintings. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but um, and there's a oh god ooh. Ooh, ooh 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 well you know what I'd like to go into um um. Le Mademoiselle d'Avignon, which mm-hmm. is, um, I think it's a Picasso, um, but I could be totally wrong. But it's this paint. There's there, the permanent collection at the moment in New York City is mm-hmm. like the, one of the best. It's like if oh, I just love that so much. And I went there with my friend once, and and she she was an art history major, and she took me there, and I was kind of like I don't know where I am, and she was explaining art to me, and it was like the oh. Yeah, okay, I'm going to... And, um... Oh, shit. No, maybe no, 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 no. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. And, um... And we were standing in front of the painting and everything that she taught and everything I learned about art and I went like, I get it! Mm-hmm. And I, we were like, we just unlocked the magic! Yes! And that's when I kind of realized, like, you don't need to know everything yeah. about painting. Yeah. You don't need to know everything about poetry. But you slowly... It's like meeting people. You slowly yeah. chip away and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I work in Hollywood. Yeah. And no, so, like, absolutely. You know, that's like, a great point. So that, I have a... There's a museum in um, Denmark that I went to this fall that is the best modern art museum I've ever been to for a number of reasons. I'll tell you about it offline. But it's the museum in Aarhus, which is like Ooh. three hours out of uh, 
Copenhagen. Okay. Next category, uh, as I move through this, is going to be um, three styles that it would be awesome, like we were talking about earlier. Like, just any, cha- any uh, like, absurd change in your appearance, three, that it would be fun to just rock whenever you wanted without having to worry, like, a mohawk, but then yeah. the next day it's gone, you're fine. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Well, I would love to have blue hair again. Great. Blue hair, done. Um... I would love, oh, I would love to have in like a, <laughs> an enormous tattoo of this. I, it's kind of like, it's just like, a, like, you know, when a geisha's dancing and opening her robes, mm-hmm. like a geisha dancing and opening her robes with all these animals uh-huh. in her robes, like just for yeah. animal, like the illustration of it all. Or yeah. The, yeah. I always envision like the woman looking similar to my mother, but wearing these beautiful ornate Ooh, robes my, with wonderful. all the animals that have been like, you know, pit bulls or, or beagles are tested on pit bulls are fought. Labs are overbred and cats are euthanized and the, all the, Kind of in this giant circle, oh, like the way I you have a sink. A giant, huge Oh, I back love piece. it. That's great. And I oh, wouldn't have answer. to sit through the fucking. No, exactly. You just have it. Yeah. Don't have it. Have bing, it. Don't bang, have it. Bang, bang, Exactly. And it would never fade. And my as my body begins to, you know, fail, it would never stretch. Yeah, no, you're fine. Yeah, so you're I would fine. do that. That's great. And, um, um, <sighs> Big boobs for a day. <laughs> I'm putting it down. It's, I love that it's like sort of the antithesis of everything else you said, which makes it extra wonderful Just and honest. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Okay, this was a this was a Twitter uh, question, and I'm really sorry, but I have I don't I didn't pull it up in front of me. I just thought of it, um, so I'm going to shout you out in the intro uh, instead, my friend. But um, a tweet that I just got for a mash category that I wanted to give to you because I think you'll have great answers is if someone um, was making a, like a biography of your life, who, what filmmaker or 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 screenwriter or whatever three that it would be so great to see through their lens. Like Ooh. I would totally pick Wes Anderson. I can't. Oh. Myself. I'd I love, love to say him. that I'm too cool because he's like too popular, but yeah. like I totally would want to see. Oh, I'd love his to take. see. Him. Do you know what I mean? And I probably would want to see what Mike White had to say about. Oh, I'd love I mean? to see what he, he would be perfect. Anyway, so not to plant answers for you, but I wanted to give you some. Examples. Well, it would have to, of course, if it's going to be my, you know, in my past with its imperial overtones, we'd have to have Kurosawa do my life. Great. I mean, just a really, Let's a really it. little boring girl Let's from Long do Island. It. Something, you know, just. Um, brilliant that I'd love to see um... oh wow gosh my, my little it's a great tiny... category it's a great this category this is a great question Brand whoever new. thought of that is, is super really great super duper um... gosh. oh I'd love to see Pedro Almodovar do my oh film. sure I love great choice films. I get so excited when his films begin and I start to get weepy because i'm i know what i'm in for yeah and he's one of the only people who i remember i, I well i'm not going into that but um <laughs> oh whew, who who would be i really i really love nicole Hollifson. oh Hollifsoner. god yes 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 i, I wouldn't mind times, yes. she'd probably make my life more beautiful and deep if if she did but she's so funny and sad and like yeah oh this is a great question it's a great question i can't wait to use it again it's flattering to wonder who would 
I know. I mean, really, it's very. I'm going to submit very to each one of these characters. <laughs> Bernard Let me get you a form. You down. Let me get you a form. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one is uh, your. Uh, all due respect to your current husband. This is a fantasy oh, yes. world. Okay. Three um, crushes, uh, one night stand, uh, alternate universe husbands, oh. whatever you want. Celebrity. Uh, yeah. yeah, or like a character from something, oh, but just gosh. like some random person no one's ever heard of is the last one for us. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay. And could be past, present, or future. I don't know what that means. I know what that means for me. I just realized I know what that means. The kid who was in About a Boy who's now like Beast in the new X-Men movie, he's way too young for me, but like future him. Yeah, future him. Or past me. Past Yum. you. Oh, Oh, wow. This is, there's so many. It's so interesting. Some, there are some people who excite my mind, but not my body. Um, All right. You know what? I'm going to give you two categories. Okay. I'm going to give you uh, hot sex. And then the next one, I'm going to give you like conversation for three hours on a train. Oh, fuck. So hot sex is first. Uh, do you know, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Wagner Maura, or he's this um, Brazilian actor. No, but I will be looking. Him he up. is so powerful, and this he he do, there's it's a pair of movies that take place in Brazil, and it's um. I'll have to look him up. Oh God, <laughs> he is All right. so handsome. All right, um, another really like this is a, this is purely sexual. I'd say like I wouldn't mind. Kissing Tom Hardy. Great. With his beautiful mouth. Yeah, he does a great um, And do I go with Jarvis Cocker or, <laughs> you know. Oh, gosh. Oh, Nicolas Cage's character, uh, Ronnie Camareri in Moonstruck. Great. Great. Oh, I just, his passion is so. So those are for the sex. I get it. Great. And for the chit chat, um, <laughs> <laughs> I love all these masterminds. Yeah. And hmm. oh, you know, like Shakespeare, of course. Great. And, uh, Great. You know, no, I, I no, fuck, I, I don't know. But crossing um, it off, crossing it off. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would love to talk to. I'm sorry. You probably have to edit out these annoying pauses. Uh, actually, whilst... I'm very lazy, so I don't. Oh, oh, I just like to think of the listener as also thinking of who their people would be. Yeah, I yeah. like to excuse it as we're giving you guys a little breathing room. You guys, you guys are getting to into come up it. With your people, you're like, let me look up the Sarah Burns so I can send her some fucking hate That's mail. Right. She can't. She doesn't <laughs> think on her feet well. Who? Oh God, there's so many people I'd love to like expand. Um. Oh, you know who I'd love to talk to you. Um, Ai Weiwei. Oh, great. I follow him on Instagram and I sometimes I'm like, oh, this guy, what is he doing? And then other times I'm like, don't let go because one day you're going to be able to pull back and see the pattern of what he's doing and figure his brain out because I love his. Yeah. I'm not a political person. I'm very ignorant to the world around me, but I love what he does. I'd love to talk to him and find out what, what, what are you posting all these photographs of people's haircuts for? Uh-huh. But um, I would love to talk to the girls from Pussy Riot. Oh, sure. Uh, or, you know, make out. They're also really gorgeous. Yeah, um, great. I might have to say, oh, you know who I'd love to talk to? You? Oh, but this isn't, oh, I'd love to talk to Emily Dickinson. Oh, I definitely. Love her no, this is great. And That's I'd like great. to ask her to, come on out, girl. Yeah. 
So don't be scared, girl. Yeah, Come on. yeah. People will talk about you for the rest of the I love it. time memoriam. I love it. Okay, next category is uh, three foods that you can have. Snap of your fingers, no physical ramifications whatsoever. Um, and it could be as specific as one thing that you love from this one place or just like a style or a type of food that you're like, I can't get enough of it. Uh, but I don't always do it because it's like too much yeah, indulgence or whatever. A piglet. I would have... <laughs> A vegetarian black bean burrito from Taqueria Cancun. With Done. They never give you enough verde sauce, but I always ask for more, and I would just be like loaded in, guys, and they wouldn't give me shit about it. That's right. I would love to have truffled macaroni and cheese until I mm, yes. came apart at the seams. And I'd love to drink... Um, this is super douchey of me. Uh, <laughs> Great. Gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons of Perrier Jouet, um, Belle Epoque champagne. It's oh. the most beautiful color. It's super expensive. My dad bought two bottles of it once for us. It was gone in a flash. And ever since then, I've been destroyed. What? <laughs> I just like, I'm like, oh, I don't know okay. if I was douchey until you were destroyed by not having <laughs> Well, he hit me kidding. over the face. That's why I have this large scar down my face. That's right. That's um, right. Okay, let me do this. Okay, so okay. the third one is going to be alternate universe careers. And that could mean that you become the painter. You could, it could mean that it's something totally different, totally outside, but three. Oh, I would be a successful painter. Great. Tortured. That's right. Um, And... I would be, I'd love to be a vegetarian chef. Great. And I would, sometimes I look at people doing really fantastic things like diving out of planes and like fighting the water. And I'd love to do something completely brave and fearless, mm-hmm. like just leaping out of planes to save children or like yeah, great. fighting. That happens. Fi- yeah. There's a need for that a lot. I'm I, just going to say fearless. Warrior princess. Warrior. That's what I wouldn't mind Perfect. being. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pause this. Okay. Uh, I invite you to take a pee break. Oh, if you need I to. I already, I've been wearing um, a poise. So wonderful. I've been urinating oh, wonderful. consistently. Is, I just thought that was turmeric. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to pause it. Come back uh, with your immediate 100% guaranteed MASH future. Okay. Okay. Uh, you have a very satisfying match future, to be sure. I didn't ask you for like a, a location of a of sort of a vacation home, which is usually how the mash mash mansion apartment shack house comes into play. So I'm going to incorporate this apartment that you ended up with um, as being somehow related to inside adjacent to or giving the same feeling wherever it is located as your ability to go into uh, Ico paintings. Does that make sense to you? Because I don't know her work. But now I've created a scenario where you also have an apartment that makes you feel the same way. So I don't know wow, what that Wow, that's going to be a sexy apartment. Great. Oh, yeah. Sexy. You're right. Yeah. Woo. Mm, yeah. All right. That's a great vacation home. Yeah. Why not? Uh, bring it in. You know where, who's a good person to take is uh, a little Tom Hardy. Oh, my Tom Hardy gosh, in your Ico right. apartment. Uh-oh. Don't mind if you do. Um I want to congratulate you on your career as a vegetarian chef. Oh, th- you've made good. many people happy, including yourself. Well, and we—it's all about eating well and remaining local. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, uh, I want to now. I hope that your big boobs don't get too in the way. <laughs> the good news is that you've got them. Come and go, no yeah, matter what. Great. No you can have mark. them, have them in or out. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, you there's a, a concert that I don't think you're going to take your new friend Emily Dickinson to, oh. which is Bauhaus. <laughs> 
But you could you know, try. She might actually you did. like she it. She might like it. You so wanted to take her death. out and show her the town. <laughs> um, and uh, while you're at it, you know what you're going to need to do? You're going to need to give her plenty of Belle Epoque champagne. Oh, yeah. She likes so it. So that then she'll go to Bauhaus and enjoy herself. Emily Dickinson drunk. Emily Dickinson drunk again. I mean, page oh. six, everybody. <laughs> and all of this folds in and will be depicted by, uh, in your biographical fictional movie, uh, Pedro Maldivar. <gasps> Which I'm very Lush. excited to see his take on this. Emily Dickinson's in it. Bauhaus are in it. Tom Hardy's in it. You know there's Emily Dickinson food, will be transgender. There's champagne. There's <sighs> breasts. There's uh, sexy art. Yes. Oh, it's going to it be. It all comes it's together. It's so kind of. That's actually all, all kind of sense. on. Doesn't point it? Together. It's very luscious. Yeah. Very verdant. Like that's Ooh, that's yeah, your match. She's very sexy. Word. Yeah. I'm, that's, okay. Good stuff, everybody. Yeah. Good Sunday. This Praise is a God. Great Sunday. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you for Sarah. asking me. This is this is you're wonderful to talk to. Oh, and well, like, thank you very much. Now we need to go. Dancing. Now we have to go look and uh, look at paintings and things in the house. Um, guys, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to tell uh, people they should be aware of? Following you on Twitter or anything like that? Um, I'm very bad at uh, promotion. I stuff. don't have any twitter i mean oh i had my name but i um i don't do anything of note um so (laughs) just please if you see me in the street don't run me over i'll stay new to your dogs um shop shop, don't adopt no i'm just kidding well i will say quickly not to to hone in on this but um if you guys haven't seen enlightened i do recommend even though it's not on per se uh it is well worth a watch oh yeah the holidays are coming up and all of your family members will thank you if you purchase dvds and (laughs) blu-rays for everyone that you know but uh no just thank you for listening i'm sorry i guys no 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 please please, no mentally no it's great that's what the podcast is for um we will talk to you next time on the podcast As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.